Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of your podcast, The Power Within You. This is your host, Luna Marie, and in today's episode, I brought my mentor back so he can show us or teach us or talk to us about the power of thought. And also, I loved the fact that he dived into the topic of meditation. So we are definitely going to, you know, put both of them together and also see the magic that these two can create within ourselves. So thank you so much for being here. I hope you enjoy. There's thoughts that we're able to... Because it's so interesting because there's some people that say that we can control our thoughts there's people that say that we cannot control our thoughts i personally say that we cannot control them but we're able to understand them and if we pay attention to them we can decide which ones we want to hear what do you think about that so my response can you hear me mm-hmm so my response to that is um, to get to the answer. Let's break it down, physical point, and then we'll get to a meditative point, and then we get to a practical point. So always in threes, right? Okay. So what so are we doing first? We're doing the metaphysical point first. Okay, and then second. Metaphysical. Then we'll go to a meditative, and then we'll go to practical. Perfect. So the metaphysical point, there's um, metaphysically, there's three states of consciousness, or actually four states. And one state is they're operating in the physical plane. And the physical plane of consciousness, it's like it's more dense. It's where um, where living beings experience existence and physical existence. And then as you go up, and that's called the Ta in ancient Medunetr, ancient Egyptian language is called Ta. Then you move to the astral plane. That's the second plane. And the second plane is more so it's a subtle plane. And that subtle plane is a it's it's where the mind operates with ideas, thoughts, imaginations, dreams, and subtle senses. And that's yeah, that equivalent to the heavens, right? Then you get to a third plane. Now that third plane of metaphysical thoughts is the causal plane. The causal plane is the subtlest plane in creation. It's the center of where connections of um, individuality, right? And then that, that causal plane is called the duat, right? So you're moving in different levels. So that after that causal plane, you get into what's called the new new. The new new is the absolute. The absolute is when you become absolutely one divine. And there is no thoughts. There is no creation. There is no manifestations. There is no there is no nothing because there's only the one. There is no no thing. There is that. Mm. Right? So you've gone through these, these stages, but before you can go up through those stages, you have to go down to those stages, right? You have to become from, become from the all and then go into a causal state and go into an astral body, 
you can go into the physical plane, right? Which means in creation. So when, when you sleep, when you sleep, you're in an astral plane of thought. And we're still in meta. We're still in metaphysics. This is this is what one could relate to as in um, quantum physics or string theory. So we're we're now in an astral state. When you go to sleep, you're in an astral plane. When you sleep, some people wake up and they remember their dreams. But when you sleep, how many people can control those dreams? Not many people. It takes a very strong-minded person to be able to control that dream. That dream comes out of your mind. It comes out of your subconscious. You have unconscious, subconscious, conscious, absolute, right? So you're in those dreams and all those, if you see people and places and things, that's all emanations from your mind. All those characters in your dream, they're from you. You created them. They're from your mind, hmm. right? Those are your thoughts. Is that why we Now, sometimes dream of people that we have never seen before? Correct. Those are characters that you created. Those are your thoughts. They happen out of your mind. Now, albeit happen from your subconscious. Now, happen in your subconscious. Now, it depends on where a person is. And I don't want to go too high of a teaching. But depending on where a person is spiritually and, and mentally, right? It could be in, in, um, in this state of being or other states of minds, right? From different minds, different lifetimes, right? But not even go that far. But those emanations that are in your mind that you have dreams of, those are all you. If one was more in control of their thoughts... This is where your astral plane, your dreams become fun. When you become pure of mind, pure of heart, pure of thoughts, pure of actions, pure of reason, pure of thoughts, then those characters that are in your dream, you can control those characters. That character that comes in, you see a character, say for instance, a character's going to the store, a character's going across the street, a character's buying candy, a character's flying. You can realize I'm in a dream within a dream and you can say, hey, character across the street no go right driving the plane land there you you can control it but you can't control the astral plane until you control your physical plane right mm -hmm. and it gets very difficult for you to control that now that's metaphysical now let's get to meditative before you Medita do that before you go to meditative <laughs> what you're saying right now is so interesting Because if I understand correctly, if you can control your physical world, you can control the way that you dream. Correct. Okay, and how do you, and if you control the way that you dream, you can control the way that you think? If you control the way that you dream, you've already controlled the way that you thought. Okay, so then... Elaborate a little bit on that. So meaning, if one is aware, it's all about awareness. If you know mm -hmm. who you are, you know right. what I'm saying? It's strong put of awareness. If a person is believing and waiting on some entity or some person, place, or thing to come and save them, then they're not going to be aware because that is never going to happen. The only person that can save you is you. 
You know what I mean? Regardless of what religion you indoctrinate yourself in, if you go deep into that, you'll see that it is you. And those are still characters. They're myths. They're mythic. Characters that help you get to the next level. Crutches. And an intellectual, spiritual, true perceptor and priest and enlightened being will be able to help you get beyond those crutches. So, yes, if you can control your physical world, you'll begin to control the astral world. The astral world is happening because you're making it happen. And the reason is being is because of awareness. Once we've forgotten who we are, once you the, the racism came into place, or I'm better than you, I'm a man, I'm a woman, I'm black, I'm white, I'm Spanish, I'm Italian, I'm Greek, I'm Roman, I'm Russian, I'm Czechoslovakian. All the egoistic thoughts and notions separate the spirit from the one. And you got to purify those thoughts to get back to the one. And on your journey of purity, you'll begin to control. And until you do that, you won't be able to control. Mm. Mine says pork. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can still hear you. So until you become um, able to control that and become pure and purify your thoughts, purify your action, purify your words, purify your desires, and purify your whole being and purify nature, then you won't be able to control your thoughts. You won't be able to control your action. Mm. But once you to a point, it's almost like when you get upset, a person can get upset and said person is just cursing you out and then you respond you're like da 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 there's always that one time within there whether it's one second or ten seconds you realize you, you you go back and you reflect afterwards whether it's the day later or the same day or months later you reflect you like man I, I could have done this different I mm-hmm. should have done this different mm-hmm. however if you were breathing properly meditating properly eating a proper diet right and getting into your mind properly when those things happen and those situations occur you have better control so you may only have one second in control the more you practice then you'll have 20 seconds in control then you'll have a minute then you have 30 minutes you know what i mean then it becomes a well balanced so then when you get life because life is constantly going to come at you physical world is always going to come at you right you will never find peace there is never going to be peace there is never going to be um righteousness within physical existence because it's not meant for that Mm. you will always get strife and disturbance towards you and the better that you can mitigate and block dodge control manipulate to a righteous degree and get yourself to the better output the better you will become to control your thoughts you know what I'm saying? And then that, that that moves to the next level. Not even the next level, that moves to another place of a meditative state. So that's all metaphysical. That's the names just to attach a person to this so you can attach your mind to it. Because now we're activating the hypothalamus part of the brain that operates in pictures. So you give the brain pictures. The brain operates off pictures and visualizations. So you give them the brain visual graphics and pictorials until you can get it to an intellectual point so you can disseminate all those things and get to a higher state of consciousness. I love that. 
And I, what you said about in order for you to control your dreams and for you to have, you know, to create good dreams based on your thoughts, you do need to be aware of who you are. And you do need to come to a place of having a better heart, if we could say it that way, you know, purifying your soul and purifying your soul means that you are, you know, allowing yourself to be a spirit with an essence of goodness of life because that's where we come from and you said it you know we 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 come from from goodness and then we start coming down you know all the way to physicality and then we have to go up again you know we're physical and then in the thought we have to elevate ourselves back up and so i love that you mentioned that and it's a reminder you know that if we want to create a, the world that we want to be in, we need to start with ourselves. We need to start building the world within ourselves that feels good, that you know portrays goodness for other people as well. So with that being said, take us all now to the meditative um, part of this journey. Excellent. Bye. Taking notes what I said because I would have forgotten. <laughs> um, so the meditative journey. So when you meditate, it's um. So you get to a point to where first you got to learn how to concentrate and then you learn how to meditate. So when you learn to concentrate, you know there's many things that you can learn to do to concentrate. You can concentrate on breathing. First, you got to sit in a relaxed position. You got to good posture you know whether you're laying down flat or you're lying with your back against the wall or back in a chair and your feet flat that's fine because the body has to be still and it's it's the point because the body you're a spirit having a bodily experience and the body is constantly in movement the the everybody has feminine and masculine aspects of them and typically the female or the feminine as, aspect is constant movement yeah. and constant eating right it's like when you're having um sexual relations the the penis is going into the vagina the vagina is receiving and the phallus is giving so feminine energy is receiving male energy is giving right so the feminine energy is constantly in, in perpetual movement. Masculine is more so um, put and could even be thought as being slothful and for, for so to speak. But anyhow, so you learn to be still, right? You be still, you breathe, you breathe properly. Breathe in, stomach expands, breathe out, stomach contracts in the so you can go for a deeper inhalation to fill the lungs with enough oxygen and release the impurities that are in the lungs. And after you started to breathe properly and you give your brain enough oxygen and energy, then you start to concentrate on some type of chant. You know, a lot of people have different um, um, cultural beliefs. So some may believe in Jesus, Muhammad, you know, Farrakhan, whatever you believe in, it's all good. But one thing that's synonymous is OM, O-M, OM. OM is the sound of the vibration of the earth. And we can't hear it right now. Typically, uh, it grows from the age of 
birth until nine, when the pituitary gland starts to develop or evolve, depending on what type of parents they have and nutrition that they're given, they can still hear it. Males, not much. Usually females can hear the, the vibration and it's right so you're doing that and you're concentrating on on that on on the vibration and you start to feel this vibratory frequency throughout your body and you're going fast you know saying it faster because you're tricking the mind the mind after either you control the mind or the mind controls you right mm -hmm. so you're saying control the mind the mind is thinking of the chin you know where you want to go because you're not the mind the mind is a tool right so now as you've spent so much time this could take years could take months you just do it for three minutes then you graduate to five minutes then maybe nine ten fifteen twenty then an hour two three hours four six hours whatever the case might be right and then you get to the point to where you say it internally and then it slows down it goes from high pitch tone to low pitch tone then you're internal in high pitch tone to low pitch tone to where you don't say it at all and now you're concentrating you're focused right and you focus on the chant you could be focused on the candle as well that's another conversation mm -hmm. but you're focused on that and then after a while you'll drift right and you, once the mind drifts, the mind will drift and the mind will want to go where the mind wants to go. So here's the part of when people say they can't control their thoughts. Mm -hmm. When you're doing, you'll get thoughts that say, I, I got to pay the light bill, got to pay my phone bill, mm -hmm. got to pay rent, got to call this customer, got to call this person in my family, I got to do this, I got to do that. So you'll eventually you'll be able to see those thoughts. You'll be able to see them. And you'll be able to grab them and move them away. You'll be able to push them away, right? You'll be able to refocus the mind on what you want it to focus on, which is eventually peace. And after you do it so many times, you stop thinking. Mm -hmm. And that's not the point. Because it's hard enough to stop thinking for 20 seconds. Imagine trying to stop for two minutes. So you'll get to a point where there are no thoughts. And then that's one level. Then once you go past that, then it becomes euphoric. Right? Then you get to another plane. And then once you go past that, you get to another existence. You see colors. And then when you get past that, it starts to get deeper and deeper and deeper into existence. And then it becomes to a point that it's no problem with controlling your thoughts because you're at peace. You're at one. And then you get to a point that it's um it's undescribable. Hmm. And then thoughts are nothing. Have you been at that point? One hundred percent. It's it's the most it's the most invigorating and empowering place I've ever been in my life. I I've never felt um pleasure. I've never felt it's a feeling I've never felt. It's I've never felt it. I've never felt it with a buzz from wine in my younger days. I, I definitely smoked weed. I, it's it's a high that you would never feel. So and, and this all 
was attained through meditation. Years of meditation. Years of meditation. Years of concentrating to get to a point of true meditation. Because many people say they meditate, and nine times out of ten, they're not really meditating. Hmm. So, what's the difference between one meditation and the other meditation? I know that yours, like you, like you mentioned, it has different levels. And well, how can someone start? You know the process of meditating because in order for us to find you know that deep joy uh we have it starts within ourselves you know you said it you haven't been able to find that type of pleasure elsewhere but within yourself so how can someone start you know the process to be able to get to that point eventually and then you know help them control their thoughts and manage their thoughts and get to a point where there's no thoughts that's a good question they, there's always a thing when the um, when the student is ready the teacher shall appear and the teachings is for everybody but not for everybody right now so mm-hmm. when the student is ready it will appear when the student is ready the teacher will appear 100% of the time in whatever shape, form, fashion it may be, the teacher always appear. So that's one step how you get there. You have to have an authentic teacher. It's like in regular in secular business world, you gotta have a coach or not gotta. It's definitely recommended to have a coach. In spiritual existence, in true existence, you it's definitely um, more beneficial to have a, a spiritual teacher or a spiritual coach specifically a spiritual teacher to help you get to that point so there's many different meditation systems that use there's all types of meditation systems I mean you can you can light a candle and sit in a cross leg position it's all about posture breath and and, and intention right mm-hmm. and you everybody will get there eventually mm-hmm. you know some are faster some are slower you know you know, there's so many different. There's glorious light meditation. There's a candle meditation. There's so many meditative systems. You know, but the ones that are effective are the ones that that have um, intention into them, purity mm. into them, breath into them, posture into them, visualization into them, and intention into them. Yes, and so let's. Let's talk about intention because that is um, basically the main reason, you know, why we're speaking about thought, you know, and intention is the energy that causes the thought and then the energy that, you know, the action after the thought leaves, you know, lingering. And like I mentioned to you, I was reading this book. And so there's this part in the book that says, we are what we think we are. If our minds have evil thoughts, we will suffer pain. If our thoughts are pure, we will follow joy. And, you know, everything is about perspective. And in this this part of the book, I can understand that if I do things with a good intention coming from a pure heart, I will receive that in return. But if I do something for you with a bad intention, 
I'm not gonna feel as great and eventually I'll receive that same intention in return from someone else and a lot of the times we focus on doing good things for certain people and when we don't receive that let's say favor or gesture from that same person we get frustrated and then we're like hmm I'm not gonna do that again or maybe I shouldn't be that nice and we don't understand that what we are doing we are planting you know and then eventually cultivating the seeds that we planted so if we can have a good intention in every step that we take and every seed that we plant every word that we speak every thought that we think we'll eventually cultivate you know that goodness in our lives so what can you tell us about that Yeah, your yeah, your your thoughts, you know. You you the the architect of your own design. Right. So when when your painting has splash marks that you don't like or your painting isn't in a way that you don't like, you should blame yourself because you're the artist. Mm. You're the painter, you know. If there's pain coming into your life, you created that pain. You attracted that pain. Mm. You allowed that be pain. If there's happiness, you're the blame as well. If there's people in your life, um, relationships, family members, so on and so forth, if it's a hard pill to swallow and it's even deeper of thinking, it's a next level of philosophy and metaphysics. So, you know, we can touch it briefly. However, if whatever's in your life, you created it. Whatever it is, you created it. You know, there's there's this thought to blame things on something else. You know, I grew up as a Christian in a Baptist community. And so I can speak on this. You know, there was always this blame to say, oh, the devil did it. Oh, the devil's working overtime. Oh, the devil's doing this. And, and I would... I would be there would be things going on in my community uh, people are I see guys on, the, on on my block there they would run through a pack of squares a pack of cigarettes in an hour or you know they would go out to do other heinous acts or you know they would be outside all hours of night doing whatever and you know um, ladies would do certain things and you know all these different things that happens in in an urban community. <coughs> Excuse me, and I learned that there was this blame on somebody else, and it felt good, like to people. They would say, "Oh, oh, um, Sister Sally cursed me out last week." You know, the devil was working overtime, mm. or you know. I got this stomach cancer. Ooh, the devil is working overtime. No, you ate this shitty food. You're eating grease every day. You're eating ribs and fried foods and um, saturated fats and processed chemicals. And you don't drink enough water. You don't run, jog, exercise. You don't take supplements. You don't drink vitamin C you don't you're not in the sun enough you're not getting vitamin D enough 
So, you know, it's this this blame of, oh, this person. No, it's you. Mm. So we attract those things into our life. And you attract these things into your life because you needed them to come into your life so that you can learn. Physical existence is like a school. It's like when you go through school from kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade, and all that. Me, myself, personally, I can't remember anything I learned in school. It was no benefit to me. Um, however, it was of a um, communication thing and a networking thing and a, a, a people thing. So those are great life skills. Mm-hmm. But my is is that it's the same thing as, as physicality. You work in a job and you say you remember when you were in school. You can remember in school there was probably, I'm, I don't know the number, but there's probably 10, 15 different personalities, right? And you can put everybody in those type of personalities. Now, that person, he's an asshole. Or that person's cool. That person's this. That person's that. That person this. Great person. Great heart. Great determination. Whatever the case may be. As you get older, people fit in those same um, categories. Mm-hmm. So we can suppress those categories for whatever the case may be. But guess what? We'll end up attracting them later on get later on in life and hopefully you learned when you was younger and you'll be like oh I remember that it's the same thing with physicality it's it's a school it's 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 a place of learning this physical existence is existence is a school and we've created it you created it through your thoughts through your mind you created your parents you created the place that you were born the country you were born the culture you were born in you created all all of those things were a factor of your creation. Mm-hmm. Your mind, your thoughts, your creation, your desire is what the body, the spirit needed, the, excuse me, the spirit needed to become encompassed in uh, a progenity of that body to experience the level of experiences it needed to move on to the next level. It's your creation. But that's a deeper thought, that's a deeper philosophy, mm-hmm. it's deeper it's deeper teaching and that teaching is not for everybody mm-hmm. right yeah and I completely understand how um, the power of the thought uh, you know within our minds has literally what gives you know the power power is a thought <laughs> if that makes any sense and um, there are you know we have to Focus on the thought, put a picture to the thought in order for the thought to to become something. And one of the things that I have struggled with for the longest has been to focus. And I know that meditation leads to, you know, better focusing. Um, so... In order for someone to create a different reality, it has to start from the way that they think, and they have to change. They want, they want, they need to have the will to change the way they think. So, how can someone? even begin 
that process of wanting to or following you know different thoughts different beliefs you have you have to be you have to have self-awareness but it's not an easy process to go through what have been some of the things that have helped you because you know being able to think this way it wakes you up and being you know physical being and being able to see everything you know so raw it can be i don't know if the right word is intimidating but it can feel you can you can it feels like like it kind of like lost or out of place so how can someone feel more welcomed into that process so again it goes back to when the student is ready the teacher will appear and these teachings are for everybody but it's not for everybody right now so in ancient times in 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 ancient indigenous comedic times in kemet which the greeks referred to as egypt africa and i say this because this is where the teachings and philosophies came from and taught the world the temples were set up into a certain um, structure to where you had the rekit which is called common people and then the temples were so massive there was gates so the whole culture was first of all we were live we live in a society that we live in a, a a matriarchal um capitalistic um and not saying that that i'm i'm good with getting profit but i mean we live in an unethical we don't live in a civilization we live in an unrighteous we live in a a matriarchal we live in a a very an, a very indoctrinated society that has a proliferant amount of debacles going on in economics and humanity we live in that type of society so, so with that being said it becomes very difficult for the average person to grab onto higher concepts because that sort of thought process is being suppressed it's being suppressed through the media it's being suppressed through um, um, everything advertisement most advertisement are based around sexuality and drugs and things of that nature and you can a person you can ask a person about a football game They'll know every player on the team, but they won't know nothing else in terms of humanity, right? A person can name you every player on every basketball team that's been created since the 40s, 50s, and 60s, and up until now, but they couldn't they couldn't name you 20 different vegetables, you know? So that's a that's a piece of it. So the point is, in in ancient societies, say in Kemet, so to speak 
the things were broken up into different aspects. The society was okay with with um, with spirituality and a a higher being, right? And then the temples were so magnetic to the point to where people would wonder what was behind the pipeline. So you had different levels to get into the temple. You'd have the outer courts, the inner courts, and you go through many different stages and you have to spend years on just one level to get to one step to even get up the stairs of the temple and you haven't even entered the temple yet so these these things were considered sacred so these philosophies like with the greeks like socrates and plato and aristotle aristotle went to go learn from africa those teachings were very sacred and you had the school for 40 years to even get to a high priesthood well those individuals in um in greek um, mythology that learned the these from from Kemet that became Greek philosophy, your Aristotle, your Plato, and your Socrates, what they learned, they only spent 15 to 20 years, so they were babies. My point is, it took a lot longer time to get to a point of awareness and understanding, and the person had to be willing and ready and able to do such a thing and go on such a journey and be ready to take such a move. But there was also a society that predominant in in righteousness and there was no famine there was no no homelessness there was no no domestic violence there was no no raping there was no molestation no homosexuality there was none of these things existed you know what i'm saying so that's where culture was in the highest point of civilization and it hasn't been that way for many thousands of years so for a person to want to get to or for a person to get to the point of even doing such a thing a person has to be able to want the body internally wants it the spirit wants it but the person has to be able to purify and move away from its worldly desires mm. so that has to hit many brick walls in the world and space of time and space and then it will realize that oh shit i don't want to do this anymore mm. so it's up it's up to you it's up to me it's up to everyone to find enlightenment whenever they want to find enlightenment and it's you know everything that you mentioned it's exactly um you know what has brought me to a point that I'm like, I don't want to be human. <laughs> Can I just be a butterfly? I don't know. Um, for that same reason. Um, and that is, you know, also why I do this. Because I want people to be aware of who they are, who they can be. And, um and what's really happening you know in the world and everything that's happening is created you know with with a thought you know buildings we see them and they were first a thought in someone's mind you know and then they started drawing it and putting the measurements and then eventually you know it became you know offices and apartment complexes and homes um and it all started with a thought so thoughts definitely become 
what we allow them to become and in order for our thoughts to be purified you know we need to be the ones leading them there with our actions our daily daily actions um and there are going to be days that it feels like there's really no end to it there's no end to the suffering there's no end um to to the sadness uh to poverty and i understood that even you know after i'm gone and none of that changes at least when i was here i did my part and i gave you know my life which is my time to that uh, for others to be aware of who they can be when they allow themselves to follow a different path than the one they were given in a sense you know and it's beautiful to realize that we get to choose our path and we build our path with our thoughts and you know it goes on from there so if we can be aware really of the thoughts that go into our minds and how we you know use those thoughts together um to connect with our heart which is you know a super important topic also because that's where you know the essence really lies in the heart so a lot of the times the mind's gonna want to do things a certain way or just thoughts are gonna come in and out but if we align them with the heart the heart's always gonna be you know on on the better side because the heart is gonna remember everything it's gonna you know fire all kinds of emotions based on what we've been through and the heart only knows to pump blood <laughs> and to keep us alive but the brain does so many other things so if we can help it a little bit you know with who we are with our intentions and the energy that we really put out it'll be easier for us to begin that process of purification you know of being a better person and a lot of the times it just seems hard because it, you know this whole thing about like becoming a good person to create a better world and it's okay but how do i even start well you can start with you you can start with your daily routines you know when you wake up if we can say oh thank you you know run <laughs> you can say to yourself thank you ron for waking up today and i can tell myself thank you fernanda for waking up today you know if i drive myself to work thank you fernanda for driving me to work because if you know if i didn't want to if i didn't do it i would you know not make it to work and eventually lose my job and eventually lose you know my home my car and then you know i'll be homeless So at the end of the day, you know, I can either keep myself moving forward or I can hold myself back with my thoughts, with my intentions, with how I want to do things. So what's one more thing that people need to remember? Maybe one thing that's lived my way. I my mind is always going, you know, different ways and thinking, you know, here and there. 
and there are many times where I will forget so what is one thing that maybe I forgot and you you realized it or just one more thing that you would like to share because I believe that um, the information that you have provided today has brought so much value to so many of us so what's one more thing that you say I know that this is going to help I would say and thank you for your kind words I would say um, when you when you're beginning a path of um, righteousness and becoming a, a good because that's ultimately what it is becoming a good person a good human being mm-hmm. and it's it's typically um, bitter in the beginning and nectar in the end mm. and, you know so it's like when you want to meditate some of the best times to meditate is between four and six in the morning well it's bitter waking up at four or five in the morning Tell me it's about it. oh, bitter mm. very bitter but when you become in a routine it's nectar in the end once you get in that routine and you get mm-hmm. to your goals for, for yesterday I was training um, like I'm always training and yesterday and ninjutsu is a brutal art so I got on my ninja suit and I'm training with my sensei and I mean my forearm is like swollen right now mm. I think my I've sprung my toe my shins are like brutally and I mean I've been training martial arts for probably 15 years but you were going ninjutsu out. Man, for the past four or five years, I've been training in jitsu. It's a very brutal, secretive um, art. And I, my point is, is I'm getting banged up, beat up. Like, I mean, I'm getting hit with sticks just for conditioning and smacked and punched and cut and everything up under the sun. And, you know, it's, it's, it's always bitter. However, the more and more that I've been practicing and when I'm in class and I'm about about to get hit, I'm blocking better, way better. And I practice Wing Chun, um, Jeet Kune Do, which incorporates boxing and all these different things. Mm -hmm. But it's, you know, my cup is always empty. So now when I'm in class and I still have a lot to learn and, you know, I got my ninja suit on and we're practicing it's pitch black it's dark you can't see blindfolded you outside you in the woods Mm. man it's it's nectar it was because now i'm using more senses i'm using my ears more i'm using my smell more i'm using my my um my third eye for visualization Mm -hmm. because eventually as you grow you begin to see out of your third eye physically you know what i'm saying that's a different level um, so that's that's what I would leave with. Um, you know, I'm I'm practicing these martial arts on a physical terms, <clears throat> um, and it's definitely bitter in the beginning, but now it's it's nectar in the end. I'm still getting brutalized, still get banged up, it's just like you know what I mean. You're still gonna get banged up, you're still gonna get bruised up, you're still gonna get hurt, but not as much. And as you grow, you become not invincible but you become less touched Mm, i love that and it's so so true how you say uh, because um eventually you know i you know after going through a process of depression and then not in being able to let it go 
and then but still feeling you know sadness sometimes and anger sometimes and being upset and you know understanding the emotion it, it it's very similar and understanding you know that in life we're going to get hit like you said we're going to go through things but we're going to be able to handle them differently because we've been through the battle we've been training before we know what it feels like we've, we are familiar with with the emotion so when things you know that are similar come our way we'll be able to you know confront them differently fight them differently or sometimes even avoid them differently you know and it's all because yes it was bitter at the beginning which was the lesson <laughs> and then it gets nectar it gets sweet because lesson learned i understand the assignment <laughs> ron thank you so much again for coming on here and sharing again all this value with us you are so appreciated and i cannot wait you know for people to uh, put these uh, you know tips and tricks to practice because it's there's nothing more fulfilling than understanding we come from a source of pure love and our whole mission in life is to go back to that sense of wholeness purity and love and if we can you know do it with our thoughts every day and build the intention within ourselves it'll lead us there inevitably you know it's not even it, 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 it can be hard it's not that simple but it's definitely possible it's worth it and it's it's available to anyone and everyone that wants it and that is a wrap for today's episode thank you all so much for being here i hope that this added value to your life and if it did please share it with someone else that you would like to add value to and let me know what it is that you think about these episodes so thank you again for being here i'll talk to you next week